This is Music Respawn. I'm Kate Remington with composer John Robert Metz, and it is so great to catch up with you. Likewise. Uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, Kate. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm stoked to be here and to chat about things again, uh, especially especially this one, <laughs> because, boy, uh, it's pretty big and a lot of fun to work on. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, the soundtrack for Chia, which just came out uh, not that long ago. But what's really cool is that it's uh, from the developer. Uh, I hope I'm say, saying this right. Awasab? Yeah. Is that right? Awasab. Uh, Phil Criffro uh, and Terry Bura. And it's really neat because the very first time we talked was for your soundtrack for Fossil Echo back at GDC. You just won Rookie of the Year. And that was your first game for them. Yeah. So, um, what what do you love about working with them? I mean, it really has to just be like the the sheer creativity of the worlds that they build. Like the the worlds are inspirational. Like as a composer, like you know, not like well morally inspirational, but like like well, there's that too. But but like it is, uh, like Fossil Echo was such a um, visually inspiring setting. Uh, like you know, for this like beautifully hand drawn. Uh, 2D platformer. This mis like there is mystery. There was like vibrancy of locations. You're this this little this little boy climbing this tower that rises out of the sea on this on this island, and there's all kinds of like uh, intrigue around like what is this? There's no words in the story, so you got to kind of infer everything from the setting, which basically meant that as a composer, I got to make the music be the voices that you hear, uh, which was a really yeah. fun challenge. And like with. Uh, you know, coming off of of that back in in twenty sixteen when it released, uh, and going to their second game, uh, Chia, like it is again, like they have outdone themselves with the the visuals and the vistas and the vibes. How's that for for three Vs? Uh, <laughs> uh of, of this setting, like it, it is it is based on you know uh, Terry and uh, and Phil's homeland of New Caledonia. Uh, which is this little island uh, out there in the Pacific uh, between basically Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and it yeah. is this this absolutely lovely setting. You know, the game is not set in New Caledonia. It's a fictionalized version with fantastical elements that are based on, you know, folklore and legends and mythology of, of New Caledonia and, and other uh, Melanesian islands uh, in the area. And so, like, stuff pulls from that. Uh, and it's it's very different than, you know, say what we have here in like, you know, like what I would consider like Western folklore. But it is it's its own flavor. Uh, and the world that they create is just like visually stunning and immediately inspiring. Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like uh, are like the big questions that I as a composer like ask when I, you know, start to look at a new project. And this one immediately had all kinds of stuff that fed into my creative brain uh and yeah that's yeah i mean you really nailed it i just want to live there now <laughs> it was it was a real it was a real challenge to to kind of do because like you know it wasn't enough to just like oh we're gonna write tropical music you know etc but like you know new caledonia has a very distinct uh musical culture um and it is a very uh it's an interesting one uh in that like there is uh, music that the 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 native Kanak uh, people have uh, like that has been passed down, but a lot of that has kind of been uh, influenced or even kind of 
smudged, if you will, uh, by uh, some of uh, some events uh, in the in the twentieth century with uh, French colonization, etc. Like they they were a colony long before this, but there's a pinch point where a lot of their musical traditions get lost, and only some survive. And then there is more modern uh, music that kind of comes out of the remaining traditions and flourishes as a result. And so I did as much of a deep dive as I could. Uh, reading like French musicological journals, uh, you know, ethnomusicologists writing uh, in in French and then running it through translator or asking uh, my French speaking friends to translate for me to kind of like understand more and listen to examples and field recordings of of, of things like the pilou dances and, and, and music of that sort, and like native instruments and trying to bring all of these things, the rhythms and sounds uh, into the score. You know, writing a score that was going to do what it needed to do for a game-playing audience, but also serve as, like, a, a, a very specific, like, specifically referencing uh, the sounds of New Caledonia throughout the score. And, like, you know, there's a ton of different musical styles that are popular. You have... I'm I'm kind of jumping immediately into the deep end here, so uh, stop me if you were going to ask questions about any of this. But you've got you got stuff that's like you know there's a, a kind of a farming village called Weliwele, which is you know like if you if you go there like they're ranchers like they very much are like almost like taking cues from North American ranching kind of vibes like people wear cowboy hats and boots and raise cows and stuff and that's just it and they like music that sounds a lot more like uh american folk music or country music and so there's like elements of that mixed in there because hey it's it's a it's a country that exists in you know on a global scale Je 
And in other places, we're pulling much more from, like, remaining traditional musical traditions. You know, uh, in the neighboring town over Hunami, like, I am, you know, incorporating, you know, what we can, uh, what, what we have of, like, uh, the, the Pilu rhythm and stuff like that. And, like, trying to uh, bake that into the music. And, like, in other places, it's more uh, introspective and a bit more creative. And there's magical stuff in the world, and we try to serve that, too. And, anyway, I could just keep talking about this <laughs> but i'll let you ask some yeah questions. well there's <laughs> there's a lot to talk about because it's it's a really big game and the bare bones of the plot is that chia and her father live isolated on an island and their only contact with the outside world is this uh trader who comes to visit trey and, and brings them things from the outside world and while he's there chia's father gets kidnapped by one of the worst characters I think we've ever come across. Oh my Who god! Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just so cruel. And so um, she spends a little time at, at Trey's island, uh, but then she realizes she's got to go get her father back. So that gives her a reason to go and visit all of these places. And there's just so much to do. So where did you even start? I mean. The main theme is incredible. How will we start with that? Because that is sort of like a, the DNA th is running of it is running through, you know, the whole score. I mean, that was the very first thing that I wrote. Like, I think I came up with that uh, before, uh, like when I first saw the very first like prototype of the game running, like I, I that theme like immediately uh appeared in my brain and i wrote it out uh in some form probably playing it on a piano and recording it with my phone because it was this was this felt a appropriate like it needed some massaging to kind of uh to bring it in line but like um that was the very first thing that i came up with uh for this and it is uh and then it like expanded from there like it was just you know the basic uh da 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 and that was like okay this is our this is our a theme we're gonna uh we're gonna run with that and then the second you know the b part of it uh kind of spun out from there
the biggest thing was like trying to figure out like okay what do we what are the things that phil wanted right off the bat with this was he really wanted to tap into kind of the the choral tradition that exists uh in uh in new caledonia and other like melanesian countries like uh which is like very much like influenced by the uh like it, it's basically it's it's the kind of uh church music stuff that you get where you get like you know missionaries coming over from france and mm-hmm. teaching people to sing you know hymn tunes and they get adapted uh they get adapted into things that feel more like their sound and their style and like that was one of the things that we wanted to have was this uh was this choral approach to things uh and so what we did was you know after figuring out uh, lyrics. All the all the lyrics for all the songs are either either in French or Trehu, uh, which mm-hmm. I still fumble with pronouncing all these things correctly. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is one of the the major dialects uh, of uh, of language spoken uh, you know, by the the uh, the native Kanak people uh, of New Caledonia. Mm-hmm. But like getting lyrics for that, and then figuring out okay, how can we do this with choir uh, and make it feel good, and then getting back uh like it, it turning into a kind of improvisational process where yeah we we got we got the melodies we got the harmonies that we wrote but then they also went above and beyond and we like improvised a whole bunch of extra little bits like rhythmic elements and counter melody stuff kind of nonsense syllables that sounded cool that kind of built stuff up because like that's another one of these you know elements of tradition where you can kind of riff on stuff and like throughout the entire process honestly we working with the with the vocalists that we had for a choir like we never had a full big choir it was always a handful of people recording themselves over and over because you know they have a small studio over there that we were able to record in and not a ton of people doing that and then we get back the core ideas and then they'd always have cool extra ideas that they thought of (laughs) and they'd send me those as well. And I'd lay them in. And some of them were like, this is a fantastic addition. Some of them were like, this is really cool, but doesn't actually work here because the emotional tone of the scene would be kind of compromised by it. But I always try to find places to like work that stuff in, in other cues. In fact, like one of the cues on the soundtrack is made up almost entirely of like cutting room floor choral material that didn't fit elsewhere, but was so good I couldn't lose it. Yeah. yeah. 
was a very kind of interesting process. It was collaborative, but not in the normal like back and forth way. Uh, we we'd send stuff over and they would run with it and give me really cool things. And then I'd change those things and work with those things to build what we have. Um, but yeah, uh, so that main, but then, yeah, back to the main theme. First thing I wrote <laughs> and that core idea becomes uh, the thread that weaves throughout the entire game. Uh, it's the first song that your father sings to you. It's the last song that happens uh, in the game as well. Uh, unless like you're doing things out of order, which is perfectly reasonable. Uh, and, uh, you know, it kind of is a, is a thread that ties the entire plot together. And I wanted that to be something that was important. That was something that could be, uh, could be, uh, that felt like a traditional song or like almost like, you know, it could, it could scale to be big. It could also be a lullaby. It also could be like, you know, yeah. a, a simple song that your dad sings to you around a campfire. And it's really, it really is versatile because yeah, we get to hear it in all these different versions. And tell me a little bit about how you settled on the ukulele. Cause that really plays a, 
a key part in in not only the soundtrack but also in the game uh once chia gets her ukulele uh that is 100 percent phil uh he wanted a playable instrument uh in the game and he wanted it to be ukulele he thought that that was a like um that was an interesting instrument we could uh take that and run with it you could do a lot of things with it uh and one of the one of the challenging elements was like taking that instrument and then building a fully functional virtual instrument that you could play in the game um yeah. and and that was that was kind of a mandate very early on was that we were going to build something that you could play anything you might want to play uh with this hmm. instrument and uh so like i i'll uh, i'll dive into that in a second but like because we had this instrument that Chia carries with her all the time, uh, it made sense that we would want to have that be featured in the soundtrack as well. Like, so not only is it an instrument that you can play, but it's an instrument that you're going to hear uh, in the score. Um, but as far as like designing, uh, as far as the instrument in the game, like we wanted to make it be an instrument that you could play any possible, uh, any possible tune you could think of. We designed a, uh, we we kind of borrowed some ideas from from Wander Song actually, which is a game that a lot of uh, the audio folks on the team worked on. Uh, but I think you know, like it also just made it make sense, like that kind of a rotary uh, selection for notes, and then using face buttons to control uh, playing individual notes, low octave, high octave, chord strum up, chord strum down, and then. We're like, and he was like, oh, is that, that's all we need, right? Just, you know, every, every chord and like, yeah, but what about half steps? What about major or minor or augmented diminished chord possibilities? You know, we eliminated seven chords from the, uh, we're getting down to music theory time, folks. So, uh, buckle up <laughs> or cut this section, one or the other, <laughs> but, uh, we're like, okay, well, we're gonna, it's, you know, the ukulele is nice. Cause Hey, it's in C major. I mean, your lowest note is C and then. You've got these. So C is a very handy key. It's easy to understand. You don't have any sharps or flats. So we let you play uh, all of your, uh, all of your, you know, all your, co on your default chords are C, D, uh, C major, D minor, E minor, F major, G major, A minor, B diminished, and then C in the octave. And then so like, okay, that's, that's fine. That's good. Uh, how can we do other chord possibilities? Because, hey, nothing's like, you know, who, who doesn't want to have uh, F major to F minor to C major? Classic <laughs> chord motion, right? Minor, uh, major four, minor four, one. Oh, man, nothing feels more like sentimental and nice than that. Well, how mm -hmm. we figured out how to do that was like, okay, we basically take every chord possibility and then we put the bumpers allowing us to shift its quality, which is a fun music theory term, from, you know, mm -hmm. along a, a linear, like, uh, a spectrum from you can move it one degree to the left or one degree to the right. So if it's major, you can make it augmented. If it's major, you can make it minor. You know, if it's minor already, you can make it diminished. And then by using the uh, the triggers, you can shift everything up or down a half step. And between all of those possibilities, you can hit every possible chord that you could want uh, and every possible note, of course, that you could want uh, and make a completely functional, playable instrument if you're willing to just really, like, <laughs> figure it out and practice it. But uh, so people well, been... and people have people have because yeah, they've been posting videos of music that they've you know like composed in quotes 
using your ukulele, which is really cool. It's real. It's real fun. It's it's ridiculous, but it's real fun to like see people like covering stuff from other games, uh, writing their own little tunes, just having fun with it. It's a fun toy at the very at the very least, but uh, at the most, like you can pop it open anywhere and just play it. On top of that, of course, like it can play. It plays a gameplay element in that you are playing mm -hmm. along with songs in the game because there are rhythm game elements. Uh, and then, of course, there's also the uh, what I think would be termed like the ukulele magic melodies, which is just an internal name for these <laughs> things. But like you can you can use the these little soul tunes that you can play that will like, you know, summon a bird or change the time of day or, you know, do a, a variety of different things. Uh, basically, not unlike, say, playing uh, an ocarina in another game uh, that you might I have was going to say. <laughs> So yeah, well then besides the ukulele, what else did you use to like build up the band? Because there are a lot of a lot of traditional instruments in this soundtrack. Uh, well, uh, the first thing was like I I am a I'm a I'm not I went into this game not being able to play guitar at all, uh, and <laughs> I left this game. I would still say I still can't play guitar, but I can <laughs> fake it well enough to play the stuff I need to play. Uh, and so um, a lot of the score is like on the guitar front, like or guitar type instrument front, I guess. Uh, there's ukulele. There is some classical guitar that was my my I actually dug out my my father's old classical guitar, uh, complete with one broken string, uh, and it sounded so good on mic that I could never bring myself to replace the broken string. So it was a five string guitar. I'm sorry. Every guitarist <laughs> is just crying out there now. I, I apologize. I'm not a guitarist. Uh, I, I use that all over the place. There is also, I, I eventually like at some point in the project, I picked up uh, a U bass, which is a weird, uh, it's basically a baritone ukulele body with rubber strings. Uh, and it is mm -hmm. a, it is a, a, uh, it is a acoustic electric 
bass guitar, basically. And you can hear that all over the place. Whenever there's a bass sounding instrument that is warm and kind of rubbery, like, you know, <laughs> there's a big, deep thing. There's that. Uh, on top of that, like, uh, I, like, very early on, like, as a wind player, I wanted... Uh, I, I have a, I have an affection for like, I finding an instrument that I can play pretty well to make stuff sound real, make stuff sound live. And, uh, I wanted to have some kind of a, a flute of some sort. And as such, you know, like that's an instrument that I'm pretty good at. I've played a lot of recorders and Irish whistles and, and, uh, various other flutes, uh, of different ethnicities on, on other projects. Uh, but we wound up like trying to find something that had a sound that was similar to uh, the kinds of bamboo flutes you might have there. And so I wound up like trying to find the cheapest and simplest flute that you could possibly have and found it in the end. Like as we're, as I'm playing it, it starts, it is like notably deteriorated by the end of the project and getting worn out, but like <laughs> a incredibly inexpensive, but nice enough sounding you know, bamboo flute that is not 100% in tune with itself. Uh, but, like, this becomes your, your, uh, you know, your basic uh, instrument that we can hear throughout this thing. Whenever you hear, like, a flute sound, it is this or one of these other uh, other instruments that are, are similar. I used a kind of a, a, a more uh, traditional transverse, like, uh, bamboo flute for every time we have uh Mayavora's theme and there's a sinister kind of flute sound in the background it's always that <laughs> used it also for like some some flute beatboxing sorts of sounds and things like that to use <laughs> uh for for rhythmic stuff and then uh a we we add a bunch of uh percussion instruments some of which are very mm -hmm. unique to New Caledonia specifically like uh the the Wanjep and the Sonai and the leaves which are yeah? Tell me about the leaves. The leaves are fun. <laughs> uh, the leaves are real weird. Uh, so you hear this a lot in New Caledonian music, especially in like just like folk music. Like there's a particular kind of fern that grows, and the leaves get dry, and you just pluck them off, and they are super rigid and weirdly loud, and you just hmm. take the leaves and play them against each other, just kind of like one leaf against the other to make the sound uh just like you know you flick them against each other basically and invariably like as you do this they just crack and start to fall apart but they're real sturdy and they'll hold up for a song or two maybe uh and so what happened was uh you know obviously like i can't get leaves like shipped here easily this is like really like a very specific kind of plant and like it's it's such a it's such a weird situation but uh, what we wound up doing was uh, was Phil went home to see his family for Christmas. And when he was there, he just plucked a bunch of leaves and used mm. a nice audio recorder when uh, when he got home. He brought them back to, to France with him uh, and recorded, basically recorded a bunch of him playing the leaves against each other, uh, like some patterns, but also just single notes, up and down strokes, sent them all over to me. And then I turned around and like made a virtual instrument out of him, which... Let us preserve these leaves for all time uh, and use them uh, in all this music because it's such a very specifically unique sound. It's not like the kind it, it serves the role like you'd almost have as like a, you know, other percussion instrument, a kibasa or a shaker or something like that. But like it's leaves 
And like the idea, like obviously it's just like, hey, go outside, pluck a couple leaves and play a nice little like rhythmic accompaniment while you sing, you know, uh, and then you go get some more when they break down. But here we uh, we had to go the extra several thousand miles uh, to, to make that happen. <laughs> might be the only person now the only composer that i know who has a sample library of leaves <laughs> so they are they are you know what they, they sound so good though they really do they sound great i'm really glad that like phil was able to record them in such a considering we like didn't have he did it in his house i think i like he did it like you uh on a couch or something just like with there's enough padding around like it just sounds really good though it worked out really well and like hmm. very much like one of those moments where it was like uh we have the thing that we need and uh and and now like stuff starts to come together and sounds way more like what you'd want it to sound like um so you know just weird unique specific instruments that are nonetheless uh kind of interwoven throughout all of the kind of folk music of uh, of that place and getting to uh getting to get the real instrument is uh, is real nice uh, rather than trying to fake it some other way. You know? Well, yeah, I, I don't know how you would fake it, honestly, but it's just cool that they have this 
granular attention to detail because it really makes being in the game, it makes all these areas feel like real places, which is amazing. I mean, that's the goal for any game. Well, for a lot of games anyway. Um, but yeah, you really feel like you're part of this world because of those sounds. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we pulled it off. Like that, that was the biggest thing is like I am, you know, acutely aware that like, you know, they they wanted to work with me because we'd done the stuff for Fossil Echo and that was such a success. Uh, and we had such a good relationship after that, uh, you know, but I was acutely aware that like, hey, I'm I'm a kid from <laughs> from Chicago land, you know, I'm right here in the Midwest. Like, you know, I have seen the ocean uh less than a dozen times in my life you know kind of thing <laughs> uh you know I'm, I'm not from there and so like you know trying to you know there was definitely like we wanted to make sure we did it right and with the respect and with the collaboration of as many people as we could to make sure that we did it authentically you know i i did was very acutely aware that i, I did not want to like you know, when I'm like, are you sure you want me to do this? Like, I did not want to be like whitewash the score and give it like a Hollywood treatment or something like that. I wanted to be authentic in the best possible, you know, uh, the most the most respectful possible way, you know, and yeah. I hope we succeeded with that. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a, a really cool soundtrack. And it really, like I say, it makes these worlds, these islands that she visits feel like real places. And there's one cue on the soundtrack in particular that I absolutely love called Sailing, because I've done some sailing and if it feels like that music sounds when the wind just picks up the boat and you just go like a bat out of hell. It's just thrilling and so maybe break down that track a little bit with um it, the context for people who haven't played the game or if you can uh, or just you know what what you were conveying with that this is supposed to feel like when you feel like the spray in your hair and you're at speed and the wind is 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 like whipping past you uh it is uh it was originally written and this is what's fun uh it was originally written uh as kind of a uh, a modular like looping segmented thing that we could use for inter internal like video show pieces for hmm. uh uh for like hey we want to we got to show this to uh our publisher or whatnot we want to show this like to potential uh to potential folks like here's our who's our progress so far and so i like i wrote this thing that was uh that like I, we'd hope to use in the game i was like i want this to feel like we are moving we have a pulse we had it was like we want to have uh, a sense of progression uh and a kind of a sense of adventure like we are striking out to go to do stuff and you know originally like writing it it was built up in like i think like five or six pieces uh that we could potentially loop as long as we wanted to and extend or you know contract as we needed to depending on how long the the video process was uh and this was kind of a, a weird thing that we went back to a couple times uh to kind of to kind of get right uh just for that and then like finally in the game itself like this is the thing that kicks in when you are uh when you're at sea at you know sailing for i want to say like mm, several enough enough time has passed that the game is determined you're going somewhere and then it kicks in <laughs> Uh, and, and people will seem to really respond super well to it, but like literally up till like, hmm, I want to say weeks before launch, like this didn't have a home in the, in the game. We were like, <laughs> where can we, you know, where can we use them? Like, well, this is supposed to be music for when we're sailing, when we're, you know, but we were very concerned that like people would be, you know, like, 
oh, it kicks in and then it stops right away. And they're like, oh, I stopped. You know, like, how is it going to feel in the end? I don't think it, I don't think it really mattered that much. Like people seem to like, I definitely heard a few people talk about like just sailing around for longer because I wanted the music to keep going. I'm like, all right, good. I've done my mm -hmm. job. <laughs> great. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, like this is one of these, this is actually a great example of uh, what I talked about before where the, the vocals uh, in it are, uh, it, the kind of stuff that is more melodic, like that all that is all stuff I wrote. Uh, but the kind of rhythmic uh, chant stuff you hear at the beginning as we build up and a whole bunch of other, that's them riffing on it and improvising and doing cool stuff on top of what was uh, what was given to them. Uh, like they're super creative. Like they just like, let's let's think of some ideas and and just kind of come up with them. So like it's very much like, like they have, they have seasoned it to taste, if you will. Like they've added this extra, <laughs> extra spice to everything, and it's great uh, as a result. Like, uh, but yeah, it is very much like uh, that. Cue was how do we, how do we make you feel like you are striking out on an adventure, like you have hit the open sea, you are going somewhere. Uh, it could be used at any point in the game, you know. So uh, it had to feel like you are, you know, equal parts filled with determination or going off to uh, to get your dad back or to mm -hmm. strike back at the bad guy or just to go explore.
one of the things that you realize, like, uh, as a composer, and I swear that I'm not digressing too far, but people <laughs> carry uh, into the game, like, into the, they take from the music what they are carrying in their heads already. Like, it is, you know, if you are writing something that is interesting and there's elements in it that are doing something, people will ascribe something to that. They will read into the music, hopefully... Uh, whatever you, you know, whatever, whatever emotional state that they should, you know, they should already be in. Uh, and hmm. so like, if you write a cool bit of combat music and then there's like uh, a cymbal hit or a little flourish or something like that, and they see the boss do like, uh, a sword flip animation at exactly that moment by pure happenstance, they'll be like, wow, they did that intentionally. And it's not necessarily <laughs> the case, you know, they would, you know, and another time that could be when they dodge rolled out of the way, you know, and that would be like, wow, the music just really sold my dodge roll because of this. And so, like, you know, we write write the music in, in a way that is going to feel emotionally appropriate for as many circumstances as you're going to hear it. And then hopefully they will carry it the rest of the way across the finish line if the music is good. And I think we yeah. did that with this one. Uh, but no, Sailing yeah. is, yeah. It's fun. It's a fun track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You, but, you know, you worked on this for, what, like five years? I started writing it in 2017. So, like, I, I think, like, the main yeah. theme was conceived of sometime in 2017. I remember, like, sitting down. Um, so Fossil Echo had, uh, had been up for, um, I believe it was is the ASCAP Composer's Choice Awards that year. Mm -hmm. I did not hold out much hope that we'd succeed at that because, hey, everyone has heard of Destiny 2. Uh, nobody <laughs> has heard of our game. Uh, but hey, it was really cool to uh, to dress in a nice suit and uh, go to a, a fancy uh, a fancy dinner in, in L.A. Uh, or it wasn't a dinner, but a fancy uh, awards thing in L.A. Uh, and like it was mm -hmm. uh, it was real cool. And I was out there, I think, for that uh, and and uh, Phil was in the United States, uh, which is you know like a, a an odd thing for him. Uh, he was visiting uh, L.A. with his with his I think it was his brother on on just like a little little trip, and they were like, hey, we're here, you're here, let's get together. And we went to a place, sat down, and had a long discussion about about Fossil Echo and uh, how that had gone. Um, and then he's like working on a new project you know uh and showed me the basic pitch for that and that was super interesting and like 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 i think like probably i i mean this is this is asking me to remember things that happened uh several years ago and uh that in the before <laughs> times and it's like oh what yeah. was that but i i'm pretty i believe like I, I went home from there and immediately like sent him like a sketch of the main theme of like what i thought it should be based on that and so it's like it it's been a process ever since then it's been a long time coming and like obviously like all games like it starts slow and then it gets more and more intense to the end uh but yeah. you know there's a heck of a lot of music in this thing like there's mm -hmm. i think at some point like i did a calculation and it's like it's more than four hours of score uh total in this game wow uh which yeah. i'm sure compared to some like jrpg scores is is nothing uh in the grand scheme of things <laughs> but uh but it's a heck of a lot for a little indie game. Uh, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it like it, I think it helps. It makes a difference. Like, you know, you get unique music for all different locations. Uh, events in the game change the music that you hear in places. Uh, unique activities have unique scores. There's 
I think like nine interactive uh, music sequences, songs that you play along with as rhythm games that, you know, I kind of, I co-designed those, you know, so that you can like, they, they kind of teach you how to use the mechanics of the system and gradually escalate in intensity uh, until you get to, uh, until you get to the end. Uh, so it's, it is in its own way, like a, a, another extra challenge, you know, things like that. Like there's just a lot, mm-hmm. so much here. Uh, and if you like music, yeah, you they're... know, it's, uh, it's all that anyway, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I was wondering, you know, with that span of time, that amount of time that went by, it must be sort of like looking at tree rings in a way, cause you can go back to the earlier stuff and kind of remember what was going on, but how do you, you know, sustain that? Or how do you like snap yourself back into this score after you know a lot of time goes by well uh the answer is you see you just never actually stop working on it so it's just <laughs> always gonna be you just when you think you finished it there's like oh we added some more stuff there's a new cutscene here there's a new uh a new gameplay element here or whatnot and like some things like uh the main theme like we recorded the choir for that very early on and had that like sounding really good all the way back in like 2018 or so um, I, I, if I remember right, I, I could be wrong, uh, but, uh, but I believe it was way back there. And then a ton of time passed before we started getting any other vocals for anything. And we weren't even sure if we were going to be able to get choir for a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I'd been writing things in such a way where I would love to have choir, but if we didn't have choir, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And then it turned out we were going to be able to do it. We were going to be able to make it happen because we had the pandemic happen. And suddenly it was Mm -hmm. like, well, we can't like have people in the room recording this stuff in the studio. You know, they don't have the kind of like, oh, we can't just ask people to do like home studio stuff out there. They have to like go to a place like there's just not the kind of uh, the kind of things that I've done on other projects where we've been able to record instruments and stuff in isolation. They need to do it properly in a studio and like we weren't sure if we could pull it off. And then we found we could and do it safely and do it properly. And so there was a sudden big push to like make that happen. So it was always like these uh, these kind of like different stages. It never really like fully let up. You wrote a whole bunch of stuff like and then there would be like, oh, we're, well, there's new elements that have gone in the game that we come back and do more of it. And so it was never fully like, oh, I stepped away from it for nine months it was oh i've stepped away from it for a week or two and then there's a little bit more and we'll do that and then we'll come back uh and then go focus on other things and and come back again like you mentioned tree rings um this that's actually really funny because like like i said uh when i started the project i could not play guitar type instruments at all uh i still would not claim that i do however i at some point in the process, like it became very clear that this was a game that was going to need that kind of sound because it was integral to the sort of uh, the kind of musical traditions that you have here. Like guitar has permeated every culture around the world, uh, yeah. but uh, in this case, it was like we have to. Uh, like it felt important to include it here, and so I. I taught myself to, I started doing stuff with ukulele because I had, because, hey, Chia plays ukulele, let's see what I can do. And then I gradually uh, added more and more, uh, more and more guitar to things as I wrote more and more music. Uh, And then I even went so far as to go back to some earlier things and add more guitar in now that I become more competent at it. 
uh <laughs> you know and like you know it is not great and i'm sure any actual guitarist uh who listens to this will uh with apart from the stuff that was was played by a few of my my wonderful my wonderful friends it's very much like this situation where i have uh i you know learned how to do this thing and then kind of back backtracked a little bit and added it to some other things but also because of the way the game was written and because the gate where the game came together things happened in mostly like story chronological order so that wow. the last things we're working on at the end of the game so if there was a slight musical evolution as we went along that supports the story extra more extra more wow that's a phrase (laughs) that supports the story even more uh in in, in an extra capacity there how's that i landed the the, landed that plane all right uh but it is but it is very much like hey we we've uh we started off in with one like palette of more limited palette and we progressed to the end and things have expanded by then but that's good because we've grown as a character. We've grown as a as a world. The world has expanded from the tiny island we have at the beginning to this whole archipelago and beyond, you know. And so there's a lot of a uh, lot of cool. Uh, it's it's a good excuse for one, but also I think it's good storytelling, musical and otherwise.
I mean, I'm curious about what working on this soundtrack let you do that you hadn't been able to do with other soundtracks. Um, well, for one, like I was always, uh, I was, first of all, I have not gotten to work with, uh, with choirs extensively before, uh, for Mm. an actual game soundtrack. Like, uh, this was, this is a really fun opportunity that had, it's all, had a whole bunch of interesting challenges, uh, in, in the process. But, uh, I also haven't gotten a chance to write actual songs before. Like I, I, the closest I'd come is on a game I worked on, uh, previously, uh, ambition, a minuet and power has a single song in it at the very end, which was great. And I've done songwriting for things before, but I've not done it in a game before. And I've certainly not done it in a game where you're going to have to be playing along with the song. So songwriting, that's definitely a, a entirely new thing. Um, you know, well, and songwriting in in a language that's not yours too. Very, I mean, <laughs> very challenging. Yeah, like I'd <laughs> yeah. write, I wrote the melodies, uh, and Marilu Lopez Aguilera, who is who's one of our, uh, uh, you know, she she she, I think she like was like co-writing bits of the story, like definitely like like doing you know another like key person of our of our team on the game, uh, would would basically like I'd give her the melodies, and she would give me lyrics, and we would. You know, between her and I and Phil, like, just gradually, like, massage, like, okay, how do we want to set the text declamation here? How do we want to, like, make this flow so that it feels natural? Because, again, like, I don't speak French. I can sing French, uh, you know, because I'm cla- I'm a classically trained, you know, singer. You got to learn French, but it's probably my weakest like say regular operatic language. Uh, but I definitely don't know how to speak who you know like that is it is a totally different language uh and getting like how how do you say this how is this going to feel to set it to uh to these notes like is this going to flow or are we going to be putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable all the time you know is it going to sound weird uh and so getting someone who does you know to write those lyrics and who can kind of check it uh and and let me know what i'm doing kind of back and forth until things feel right like that was uh that was key you know it's a very it's a definitely it's like you know from not writing songs at all to writing songs uh with in hard mode um uh was uh was a bit interesting Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
probably the most the most unique aspect of this and then especially early on just like uh getting the right tone getting the right sound uh like i said like i did a ton of research uh but even then like trying to find enough stuff to make it sound genuinely like it belonged uh in a world inspired by new caledonia was a trick and once we got pat like to that plateau and i had gear shifted my brain into the right mode i was able to carry that through and like it it all it all came together real well uh but it was it was a bit of a challenge like getting to that point so definitely like most of the games i work on like you are getting to kind of do your own thing it is a fantasy world you know and we are uh, taking elements of medieval European sound or something like that, or our perceptions of it, you know, what we think of today, or it is a, uh, it is a near future cyberpunk dystopia with some fantastical elements and like, okay, cool. We can kind of get away with whatever we want here and just write cool music. But in this case, we had to write cool music that was also true to a culture that was also going to fit the wild weird quirks of the story and the universe that we are presenting here um and it's unusual like combination of genuinely heartfelt wholesome warm moments and beautiful mo beautiful scenes and also sometimes like very dark bits that oh yeah yeah like th there's real dark stuff in here in a kind of almost like you know my, my as a as a mostly German American, like my, my, my touchstone is like, ah, kind of Grimm Brothers fairy tale stuff here, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> it's nice to know that all cultures really just love to lean into dark elements of their <laughs> children's stories. But, you know, like there, there's some real darkness in there in like, in, but, but it's, but it also is like darkness that is overcome in a way and the stakes, like while bad, they are recovered at the end and everything's all right. And like, you know, it deals with some challenging issues and some real, real, uh, real like heartbreaking moments. But, you know, so it, it had to feel, we had to walk a very fine line. Like, you know, you want to give the good vibes. You want to make people feel like warm and fuzzy, but also we need to be able to surprise them and shock them and break their hearts alternately and then soothe them that it's going to be okay at the end actually and we're all all right um and so it was a it was a very interesting line to walk definitely the game i worked on with the most plot of all uh, yeah. uh as well like just tons and tons of cutscenes, lots of stuff happening uh and uh you know and and it was was a very fun challenge as a result yeah the emotional spectrum from, you know, just this gentle, gentle little start to, yeah, the really dark and heavy stuff. That must have been artistically really satisfying to just sort of stretch all those muscles. Yeah, I mean, like, when we get dark, like, how dark do we get? We get, like, you know, like, you know, we're, we're bringing in larger orchestral forces, so some more, like, low brass stuff. We have, like, uh, dis 
distorted, disfigured versions of instruments that we have maybe heard before, but they are corrupted now in some terrible way, you know, and just like all kinds of stuff like that, like being integrated to, to kind of make this, uh, like it, it's a, it's a, the darkness is a curious line to walk because all the characters are like, even the bad guys, like nothing, things are upsetting, but they're not like, we're not, we're not going like full like horror show zombies and terrible stuff like that. There's nothing like that in the game. And so you're trying to like hit this line of like, yeah, this is, this is actually frightening, but also it's, we don't want to scar you emotionally too much. And we don't want to like, it's not gritty frightening. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's frightening, but it's still like this story that's being told like to your child and you want them to like, pull the 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 sheet up to their face and hide behind it for a moment uh as you tell them the terrifying thing but it's okay don't worry it's fine there's no monster under the bed everything's okay uh actually and so like it's a hard line to walk and i think we nailed it i think the emotional like stakes were appropriately high and like i don't know you know the response from people seems to indicate that we we did it i i I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard for this but it, it does feel good to see the responses from folks.
Yeah, people have been absolutely loving it. It's just really great. And it, I, I can't think of another game like it, except possibly that one game you mentioned with an ocarina. I mean, there were some <laughs> a few little similarities there, but um, boy, it's been so much fun to talk with you about it. Is, is there anything that I didn't get around to, to asking or, or, or pointing out that you'd like people to know? Um, well, the soundtrack's out now. You can buy it, uh, you can mm -hmm. buy it on Bandcamp or, uh, listen to it on, uh, Spotify or any of your other services. Uh, there is a, a second, uh, album, you know, like I said, four hours of music like the, in this game. We got to share it to you lot. somehow. Uh, but, uh, second <laughs> so album. So this will be like the beat. Yeah, so the B-sides basically. Uh, yes. It's called the yeah, beach sides. Yeah. <laughs> sorry uh very anyway, good <laughs> uh it's uh it is literally uh called the beach sides uh it is basically uh one of the one of the major elements uh that i i felt like as i wrote a lot of this music uh there were just huge parts of the game that i felt like the 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 sonic canvas that the uh our sound design team over at a shell in the pit uh headed up by m habersat uh had done such a beautiful job um at creating like this this beautiful soundscape that you just want to live in like i would when i'd be mm -hmm. testing music and implementing it in fmod i would drop in the environmental audio for that section of the game and then drop in the ambient audio or ambient music and just like let them play together and would just conjure up just such a a lovely oral experience that you just want to like relax in. So I took a lot of the, the lower key, uh, more relaxing tracks that, uh, that, that weren't quite as, you know, action packed or dramatic or, or, or mainline as, uh, we have in the main album and split those off and accompany them, uh, with the environmental audio work. So you have like a kind of a tour of all of the islands in the archipelago, but with the sounds of them as well. And so the wow. idea is for this thing, you can kind of just put it on and have the sound of, you know, the, the we progress through a day from like, you know, dawn and the waves are breaking on the shore to traveling elsewhere. We hear the sound of the mangrove forests and like, you know, in the mangrove swamps and like, you know, up to the top of the mountains where we're hearing the wind rustling through the grass. And this is all overlaid with the appropriate score for these locations. Uh, and so it's like you're being taken on a little like oral tour of the uh, uh, of the archipelago, uh, and I think it should be nice. It's very, very pleasant time. So uh, yeah. anyhow, hope you all like <laughs> wow, it when it comes out. Incredible. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> well, it, as always, it has been so much fun to talk to you about this, and I know we'll connect again soon. But in the meantime, thanks for spending some time to talk about Gia because it's just phenomenal. Thank you so much. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I hope everyone out there uh, also gets a chance to give it a shot. Uh, we are we are free on the uh, on the on the PlayStation Plus uh, like middle and and upper tiers, so you can just grab it and give it a shot if you want to. There. Other than that, we're uh, we're on Epic uh, on PC, and uh, it's it's a super fun game. And I hope you all uh, find some time to check it out. Thank you all very very much, and thank you for having me on. As always, uh, a blast talking to you. <laughs>